Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. And this is Mind Over Magic. Heyo! Welcome to episode two, Mind Over Magic. Dittleman's going to tell me about a Twitter attack that I've heard nothing about yet. He's going to talk about a movie, which I haven't seen many of. I'm sure there'll be a riddle that I can try to solve. And I'm having trouble working on new material without live audiences. And let's talk about it here today. What do you think? Pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, man. You didn't billboard um, another thing, too, is a, a Tannin's Magic Camp. Which Tannin's Magic Camp. Wow. Yeah. What I would have done to be able to go to that as a kid. How lucky are these kids? I know. It's incredible. And the fact <laughs> that we're already talking about magic on episode two is like a huge chunk. It's in the title, guy. It's fine. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we're always going to talk about magic. <laughs> no, but you know, it's been a busy magic week with all the Tannin stuff. I know you, how, your talk went okay. Yeah, I mean, mine wasn't a talk. Uh, so so, so p- for people who don't know, uh, Tana's Magic Camp is a magic camp for, I believe, like 10. I could, I could have the ages wrong, as we discussed in the last issue. <laughs> I have no idea ages. Uh, but uh, an issue? Did I say issue? Podcast. Episode. I don't know. <laughs> um, ages 10 to 20? It's around there. It's like 19 or 18 or something like that. Uh, so so this is a magic camp run by Tannin's Magic Shop, which is one of the oldest magic shops in probably the country, but I don't definitely in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they uh, get a bunch of young campers together, and it usually takes place at Bryn Mawr College in person. And it's kind of selected because a lot of people apply to be campers and and they get access to all these famous names and magic so uh because of the pandemic this year they've switched gears a bit and have gone online and did virtual presentations having a morning session breakout workshops in the afternoon and then like a perform live performance of you know people streaming on the internet of all these famous people but you did a you hosted the morning session on monday right man yeah yeah i kicked things off for the first day of the camp now this is a first time camper for me because something like that certainly would have been cost prohibitive as a kid but wow (laughs) they have an amazing experience i mean michael carbonaro was on teller was on and uh, David Williamson, a favorite magician of mine, David Regal, there, Suzanne, there were so many. And then on every day, it's like that. Every day they have household names popping in to teach magic. I know, like, yeah, even just throughout this week, like Darren Brown, David Copperfield, these are the, the biggest names that we looked up to growing up. And, like, and continue like you- to admire yeah, absolutely, and respect. And and like you said, I wasn't a camper either, and I only got involved, uh, you know, just a few years ago when I was asked to be a guest counselor and, you know, did some performances live and, you know, went down to the, the campus there um, during the summer, and I just loved it. And I was, like, so jealous that these kids have this opportunity that I wish I had, like you were saying, when I was little. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was fantastic. Oh, so, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say it's like so I got to then kind of give back and I did a little workshop on Wednesday sure uh, in my friend Ben Nemzer's class which was beginner magic on zoom nice and it was like 70 
10 year olds <laughs> 70 10 year olds all on their screens and uh you know i was just having flashbacks to those couple years when i was a teacher and thinking about all my teacher colleague friends of having to convert now to online learning and right. it's just like i'm so glad i am not in their shoes because that seems like a nightmare and <laughs> i mean they're also trying to get them to go back into schools now, which I'm sure many prefer being on Zoom instead. Right. Um, so I just can't imagine. But I had a blast. It was fun teaching those little uh, young kids and young magicians uh, just a couple things. So. Well, yeah, it was great teaching for me as well, but I have a confession to make. Yeah. I've been having just as great a time. I think I'm getting more out of this whole camp than the kids. I've been showing up. I've been lurking. <laughs> On the morning sessions, I've been lurking in the nighttime shows. I'm just popping in to see what's going on, and I'm getting a lot out of it. It's like inspirational. It's like going to a magic convention, but virtually. Yeah, I, I think you have access, so I wouldn't use the word lurking, especially when it comes to, like, ch children and campers. <laughs> well, you can <laughs> No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've been uh, tuning in and taking full advantage of your access is what you meant to Tuning say. in, watching yeah. Teller, watching David Copperfield, watching all of these great hosts and friends, Aussie Wind. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I love catching up with a lot of people, too, that I haven't seen in a while. Now I almost feel like it's seeing each other, kind of like I feel like I'm seeing you right now. It's right. so hard yeah. from a distance. So it's yeah. the same thing for me. That's what I meant by lurking. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's still going for the, you know, at least uh, one more day, which is fantastic. And I'll be honest, I've also been tuning in to see some of these shows. <laughs> Good uh, choice of words. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just just incredible insight. So if you are a young magician listening to our podcast for some reason and don't know about tannins, just take full advantage of that opportunity if you're able to. I don't know why you would know about this podcast and not Terrence Magic Camp. You never but, know. Uh, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, so you weren't affected by this Twitter attack? I don't even know <laughs> what you're referring to when you're talking about a Twitter attack. I may It may have been maybe a couple of days since I've jumped on Twitter. Maybe one or two days at, at max. Right. Well, you, you missed. Uh, it was a good chunk of yesterday. We're recording this Thursday. Uh, and yesterday, Wednesday, um, there was like this very obvious scam that took place, but it was like a coordinated Twitter attack for all of these verified accounts. So hackers like broke into Obama, Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, like people with thousands and millions of followers, right? And they posted basically the big bitcoin scam was like it's our time they all tweeted a variation of like it's our time to give back so if you send us you know a thousand dollars of bitcoin we'll send you two thousand back like real obvious scam right wow but the fact that it affected these huge celebrities twitter decided as they were trying to sort this out uh to like cancel all tweeting from verified accounts so I am like barely verified. <laughs> like, you you're either are verified or you're not, and you have a yeah, check mark. I do have a check mark, but boy, did I have to work for that. <laughs> and, um, I don't even so, know what that means. What would you possibly have to do to to work to get it? Oh, you know, you 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 tweet at them and try and prove you're someone. <laughs> you tweet the at verified account and be like, hey, no yeah. check mark yet. What are we doing? <laughs> 
I mean, we don't all have social media coordinators that can handle that like big celebrities do. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be your own. Um, so I uh, I tried to tweet in the afternoon and didn't even know this was happening until my friend Patrick told me about this and was bragging that he could tweet and I couldn't, which was very funny. But I tried to reply and it just said, like, save to drafts, unable to tweet right now. Wow. So there was a good, like, hour to two hours at least where it was all unverified accounts who were just running amok and bragging like take that verified accounts like kind of lord of the fly style on twitter being like we we took over take that celebrities <laughs> deep down did you feel a little good that you were included in the people that weren't allowed to tweet because you were at risk of being hacked you were a target yeah, I, I don't think they were going to hack me for this scam in my Then my why did you get restricted? But, uh, I mean, uh, just because of that blue check mark I got. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of it. I must have yeah. been off Twitter the whole day because I yeah. didn't even know that I wasn't allowed to tweet. But What was fun is um, I was still able – I found out I was able to retweet still. So oh, like, interesting. I was like, okay, I can like use other people's tweets to try and convey the tweets I want to say right now. And then, uh, again, my friend Patrick told me uh, that there's the Every Word Twitter account. So I went and just re- retweeted because they tweet every single word. So I pick, picked and choose like the word I, and I retweeted that. And then I said, can. To make and a I sentence? I retweeted that <laughs> to make a sentence. <sighs> Oh, I wow. can't tweet like this. <laughs> so efficient of you. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And then when, as soon as I got my Twitter access back, I didn't want to tweet anymore. It was just because I couldn't. <laughs> Wanted what you couldn't have. Speaking exactly. of not having something on social media, I heard about this. I read about this on Instagram. People not being able to see likes. Have you heard about this at all? No. So they were testing it in Canada. Basically, you post a photo. Normally, you can see how many likes someone else has. They're right. talking about eliminating that. Okay. Uh, why? Uh, I think it might have something to do with, like, people not wanting to feel bad about it or because be judged. Because they didn't get enough likes? I, I believe that so. And I know they tested it in Canada. And get this, I saw it actually in person. A mutual friend of ours, oh, this is a while ago, months ago, because it was before the pandemic. But Doug McKenzie, he's like, this is crazy. I can't see anything on Instagram because mm-hmm. he was one of the test people that they randomly oh, wow. picked where he lost his ability to kind of see certain interactions on Instagram. I mean, isn't that the whole point of posting something is so you could get those little dopamine hits every time someone likes your photo? (laughs) I think that's what they're trying to maybe control or manage because it kind of... Because it is addictive, right? I think it does play into depression and things, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all. I'm sure there's tons of articles about this and that we we can't even begin to broach. (laughs) I'll have to ask Doug if he got his uh, likes back because that was a while ago, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but it would avoid the very um, embarrassing thing of if you're like scrolling through someone's back catalog, right? And you're like, you're like seeing some really old photos and you accidentally like a photo and then they get notified and then they know you're like stalking and creeping on them. <laughs> I think they still see, you still see when people like your things, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> 
Uh, sorry for you, because I don't know what you're doing <laughs> going in the backlog. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just can't see other people's likes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just got notified you were watching videos of mine from August 2013. So, I mean, I don't know what's up with that. but <laughs> That's fun. That's really fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is just like, it's so tricky to keep up with. And, like, uh, we launched... By the way, if you're listening to this now and you're not following us, this is a perfect segue into our social medias. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Mind uh, Mind Magic Pod. I don't even I always mess this up. <laughs> Mind Magic Pod is the uh, handle, so go ahead and like us on that and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Give us a review on iTunes and. And uh, we're, we're trying to get on other platforms right now, too. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're uh, on the Apple already. Now we just got to work out people who have, like, Androids, right? Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. Thoughts on uh, – let me get your thoughts on performing with a mask. Oh, that's something I got to start thinking about. I mean, I have some live shows scheduled for the fall, but I don't – I don't know if they're going to actually happen or get converted to virtual shows or anything like that. Masks a requirement in New York or no right now? There, I mean, I think it is a requirement to get into stores. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. I know here in Nevada, masks are required. So in theory, yeah. if shows were to come back tomorrow, which I don't think they will, I think I, at this point, at this current point, I would be required to perform with a mask on. Right. And I know even outdoors, it's suggested. I don't know if it's required, but mm-hmm. strongly suggested to be wearing sh- uh, a mask. And I think even in some of these shows I have live coming up are theoretically outdoor shows, too. So wearing a mask in that situation under the sun or whatever. I'm thinking about tricky. I'm thinking about taking full advantage if this does happen. And I'm going to mm. do like a whole segment in my show of ventriloquism. Right. That way, no one can see your mouth move. I saw a really funny New Yorker article where it was uh, two people walking down the street. It was a New Yorker cartoon, and they had both had masks on, and the caption said, no one could tell who's talking, or something to the fact of that. <laughs> Which Cer- is great. Cer- certainly, I mean, we'll, we'll hit at times on this podcast, uh, America's Got Talent, given that some yeah. people listening to this, may that may be where they know us both from. Right, exactly. And I saw, I read in something local here in Vegas that uh, the ventriloquist Terry Fader actually has some shows on the books. Now, not here in Vegas because nothing is happening here, but I think maybe like a comedy club in Ohio or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's working on material or what, and I'm not sure what the requirements are there, but it right. just struck me as really bizarre to have a, a ventriloquist that might potentially be required to, to wear a mask. I mean, right. it requires no practice at all. Well, you know that gimmick that some ventriloquists have where they use the audience member as a mask, right? Yes. And they put a little device over them and, like, it's animatronically moves or whatever, however they're controlling it uh, so that they could do that. Maybe he just puts that on himself so it looks like he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> and That'll be his mask. The puppet, and then it moves just slightly when he's doing the puppet's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a weird thing. I think that would be the way to go. But I mean, it's, I think it's difficult for any art form that does a lot of talking 
right? I mean, as a mentalist, I mostly talking. You got to see what I'm saying. Uh, if you know, also, I'm just thinking now, as I said that out loud, like people with hearing uh, problems, right, who might need to use, uh, you know, lip reading or whatnot. It, that makes it way more difficult to be compliant and accessible, right? I read lips all the time. I, I don't have great hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, despite my young age, I don't have great hearing. I think maybe I didn't know when I was a kid I listened to headphones too loud or what it was. Probably these that I'm wearing right now. Same ones. But, uh, yeah, I read lips all the time. So a lot of times people talking to me with the mask on, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I really don't know what you're saying. Yeah. That's, so... So that's just going to be a whole nother issue, right? So, I mean, I guess the considerate thing is if you are on stage and you have the distance of that six feet or more, like you can probably pull your mask down. But if you're indoors, I mean, that's more riskier than if you're outdoors, of course. Yeah. And, and I know comedian friends who are doing outdoor shows, like they'll wear the mask up until the moment they get to the outdoor stage. They'll change out their pop screen on their microphone or if they're in the park not even have a microphone and right. just lower lower their mask for their for their act and then i mean it's one thing when you're just a comedian and you're telling stories and you're not bringing up participants you know on stage and that's another thing we got to consider as we move to these live performances like can you hand things to people right, right. are they going to just keep it when you're done you know you got to really consider all those options as you go i'm going to hit you with a couple things here on the same token of, of performance and ties into america's got talent too mm -hmm. they pre-shot a lot of things for this season already but now we're getting to the point where we don't know if they're going to have to do things like american idol i believe in the voice the winner like won the voice for example from their house Via Zoom, yeah. I believe so. So I don't know if AGT is going to do something was, similar to that. Wasn't there a story, too, during the announcement of the American Idol winner where, like, something glitched and the people, like, who had their whole family around them thought that that person won? I don't mistake? know about that. I'm yeah, not aware of that. This, this might not be true. This might have been a story ret retold to me from my mother. So take it all with a <laughs> grain of salt. Uh, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so any facts on the show we should just say now are probably not going to be true. <laughs> Absolutely. But Idol did. And again, the, not a guarantee here. But I believe Idol did get <laughs> renewed for a new season. Sure. So this mm -hmm. whole at-home season either did really well on ratings or they're anticipating this to be the only season where they have to do that. But it already got renewed, which is a good sign. Right, right. And and as we know from like you're saying with the AGT stuff is all those auditions tend to be pre-recorded and now that they're in that moment where they're going to the live shows, mm -hmm. now this is the kind of the moment of truth because I believe they're all caught up now, right? So pretty much, yeah. How are are they going to just stop in the middle of the season? No, they're going to have to figure out something for people to perform maybe during Zoom or postpone the end of the season i don't know that yeah both options sound weird to me i've heard it's unofficial rumors they're forging ahead and maybe doing some things outside and social distancing mm, and right we'll see how it all how it all pans out um something i i think about because i always consider myself a beginner in magic now even though i've been doing it t <laughs> over 25 years but i do look you're back, a beginner now <laughs> i really do feel i'll put it this way maybe not a beginner but a student a student of magic sure. i always yeah, want to maintain better. that and I see examples of Johnny Thompson always maintain that teller pen. I feel like they always are still learning, people who have mm -hmm. been in it much longer than we have. Mm -hmm. I look back at America's Got Talent, and I want to know your experience. I look back and think, 
well, certainly I'm glad I did it. I don't, don't regret it by any, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. However, I was very naive in certain ways. I look back thinking, wow, if I knew what I know now, I would have been too scared to do the show. I would have known how green I really was, even though I had a lot of experience. And if I knew that now, I wouldn't have done it. I want to know if you feel the same way at all. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I actually relate this to uh, kind of what Adam Sandler said when he was talking about doing SNL is like he talks about how now knowing what he knows, like he doesn't know how he had the energy, uh, you know, when he was young to do all those late nights and churn out so material. And he's like he would never kind of go back and do it knowing what he knows now because it's it's there's something nice about that blissful ignorance right where you're kind of uh you think you know more than you do and, yes <laughs> and you're like i got this and then it doesn't really worry you and obviously we were i was nervous when i went and did the show as Same. well but i mean i didn't really understand how many people were watching that show right how right. many things could go wrong i mean you know stories of me just trying like st something for the first time on that show f on live television and if that didn't work so many people would have seen that and it lives forever on the internet and all of these opportunities i mean it's it's really risk versus reward but we definitely downplayed the risk yeah <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful thing it really is because it's, it, it, I think it goes to show how much you really can. I think it is possible to compensate for lack of experience or knowledge. Not to say that we didn't have lots of experience and knowledge, but it's, it's wonderful to think how much more now we have, whether it's five years, six years later, whatever it is. Uh, it's beautiful that you can really compensate for your weaknesses with energy, with mm -hmm. a smile, with likability, with that naivete that is endearing whatever it is is a magical right. ingredient well i think it's also too goes into the advice i always give people when they go for the show and the advice i even told you when you were doing it, it was like lower your expectation because like i only wanted that tv clip you know to help me market my show and and continue doing what I love to do for a living. I didn't expect it to go so many rounds and to be like kind of one of the, I think I was the furthest magic act on that season, which is crazy to think about now in retrospect. But when I first went out for that, it was only, yeah, I want maybe to get the experience of the audition. And I didn't think anything was gonna go beyond that. And then when it went to the next level, like, okay, I hope I don't get montaged as a clip and I can get a good chunk of TV time I can use for my demo reel. But if I, I think it would have been a way different experience if I was like, all right, I'm gonna go in and win the whole thing. Or like, I'm gonna get to the final round and have that expectation. Uh, I think I was at least knowledgeable enough not to do that, <laughs> not to expect that. You know. Well, it's a very common mistake I, I, to, for people to have higher expectations or unrealistic expectations. And I've repeated that advice countless times with credit to you, uh, because it is it is just if you your actual words, I believe, were expect nothing, yeah. not just low expectations, <laughs> yeah. literally yeah, yeah. expect nothing. And I mm -hmm. I lived by that. And I think it it worked out you know it worked out because yeah. i had that mentality so thank you yeah oh it worked out you won the whole show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what i think it's worked out for for anyone that that takes that advice no i agree because I agree. even if even if they they don't even make it into the taped round if they expected nothing they they might feel good about it and not get discouraged right. and maybe 
go at it another time or get some other type of benefit out of doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I have no idea what I would do if I was doing Zoom, like a Zoom version of AGT, right? Like, <laughs> I have no, I mean, that would be tough. That would be so hard. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of something. I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time right now. I know I'm bouncing around here, but it, you just tied it right in, man. I'm having trouble. I mentioned this in the billboard at the beginning with testing material without a live audience. And I yeah. could call you up and say, hey, watch this over Zoom and whatnot. Right. And I've done some of that with, with some friends and things. But are you experiencing the same issue at all? Or what, what's going on with testing material for you? And I don't mean Zoom. I mean stuff that you want to do on stage or in person. Right. Well, that assumes I'm working on material. First of all, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, laziness, got it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it is, it's even difficult now. Like, uh, there's so many people who are talking about how productive they are during this quarantine, and it's tough to be productive. We talked about how we're keeping, you know, staving off boredom last episode, but, um, but like to get into like a truly creative zone, I find is difficult because there's just so much going on in the world, right? And it's hard to like focus on, oh, I gotta be smart and brilliant and come up with this idea too. And I want I do wanna better myself, but it's hard to find that groove. So, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, was focused on the virtual show I was doing first and foremost and figuring out how to work out that those kinks. But once I did that, I was like, I deserve a little break and haven't really been doing a bunch creatively myself. Not to say I'm not writing and coming up with funny ideas and stuff and jotting them in a notebook, but like really putting in the time to hone and workshop. And it takes a lot of effort to do and to, to whittle away those raw edges and, and so, so I'm not, I haven't been in that boat yet. I've tried a few things for friends over Zoom, especially with mentalism where you need someone else to be interacting with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, have, like, cause you're working on uh, like illusions too, like big stuff, which uh, I can imagine is hard, right? The full, the, actually the full spectrum. So I'm working mm-hmm. on some things that are small, working on some things that are big and a lot of things that are right in the middle, which is kind of the sweet spot that I, I tend to live in. Mm-hmm. And there are certain instances where it's like, if I did this in front of a live crowd three, four times, the answer would be there. It would just present itself. I would know the rhythm. I would know where the applause is and whether or not I'm supposed to pause and then they're going to applaud again or if I need to combine those two moments to be one final thing. It's like, but I can't get that. I can't, I have a decent eye for this stuff, but it doesn't work without my boss. My boss is them. Yeah, and it and it's also about feedback, right? Because when you're performing live, you have instantaneous feedback. You li- if you're listening right, I mean, there's the always the case of laughing ears when it comes to comedians who think they <laughs> heard laughter when there was none. But if you are honestly listening to your audience, it's instantaneous feedback whether they like what you were doing or they didn't like what you're doing. If it didn't get the response you were hoping for, or if it did. Uh, and even just performing in Zoom shows or online shows or virtual shows, I mean, whether you're one-on-one with person with someone, they can respond only so much by themselves in their you know home, right? So right. so you're not sure to gauge if that's a good response or a great response or it's like it's just one person rather than when people are on top of each other, which is why comedy clubs put people so close together is because that laughter, those reactions are infectious 
and you kind of get the social proof like, oh, we can laugh out loud, out loud to all of this stuff. So, um, and, and I find it even weirder, those, uh, the virtual shows, which it seems so much harder for those who are just interacting with a chat, right? Or if there's a latency issue too. So you mm-hmm. do something and then you wait 15 seconds. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they did applaud, give me the clapping hand emoji. Great. <laughs> you know? I'm going to adjust just my show to get more clapping hand emojis now. <laughs> you know, it's like. Do you have tricky. some virtual shows coming up or no? Did you finish those um, up for now? Yeah, I finished up a lot of the uh, the college ones I'm doing. I have some uh, corporate ones in the in the works here. So yeah. I have a good tip. This is a pro tip for people doing uh, virtual shows. I, I gave this, uh, I, I commented this to, to Michael Kent the other mm-hmm. day, our friend. Yeah. In the uh, performance market there. And I, I said, if you are short on material, just pretend to freeze and wait <laughs> until they leave the meeting. It works great. It works great. Have you tried that? No, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm thinking about it. I, I just hit mute and pretend like I'm saying really poignant things. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, oh, you didn't hear it? I can't repeat that. That was too good. <laughs> <laughs> right. You missed it. Sorry. You missed it. Sorry. We glitched. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. funny. But uh, I think it's time, Matt, for a segment that I like to call... Diddle me this. Yes. I'm excited. And I think we should eventually get a jingle for that. Absolutely. How's it going to yeah. go? Diddle me this. Diddle I'll let you work this. on well, something. Or if one of our listeners wants to come up with something and said that, that would be nice too. That would be fantastic. I think it should have something to do with like, diddle me this while Matt is lurking. <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> don't like either combination or my u- name used like that. <laughs> But uh, but here's your riddle. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. I, I just want to preface this. There's no way I'm going to solve it as fast as I did last week. You stumbled into the solution last week. By accident. Fantastic. Um, all right. I think you can get this. We'll see. We'll see. And some of these you may have heard of. I don't know which ones you know or not. I don't know. Hopefully you know none because uh, this is supposed to take a good chunk of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your riddle. Can you name three consecutive days without using the words Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Do you want me to repeat this while you ponder? One more time. I think I, okay, no, I think I got it. I think I got the idea. So what I need to find is three consecutive holidays. For example, it would be like Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's, something like that. If New Year's was directly after it, which it's not. Right. Yeah. New Year's and Christmas are about a week apart. Yeah. But like, for example, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and I just need that third one. And I think even if that's not the answer, that would solve the the riddle, would it not? If you found something like that, that would solve the riddle, I guess. Yes. But let me repeat it just so that you hear it as it's written. Okay. Uh, can you name three consecutive days without using the words Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? And the correct answer is no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about no being the answer <laughs> to the riddle. 
<laughs> like you personally, Matt says no. <laughs> one could, but me, Matt, no, no way. I'm not gonna lie. I went into that one with blind confidence. I honestly thought that was the answer because you're like, listen to how it's phrased. Can you name? No. Maybe it's impossible. No, there is a solution to this. Okay, so that's the wrong answer. All right. That is the wrong answer. <laughs> But I feel like there's a loophole here. What if I just knew, because, like, every day is a holiday now. I don't know why I keep touching on this with you, but, like... But but no one knows all those weird, obscure holidays. So this is something that common knowledge people would know the answer to. Like, like chocolate day followed by give puppies a hug day followed by let's eat popsicles day. Right. Those were, those were brilliant examples, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a bad example because those are clearly in different months. Everyone knows this. But those are probably real no, ones, so yeah, they're really I'm not sure that bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on whether or not I, – I, I know the answer for me so far is no. I cannot <laughs> name three consecutive days without saying Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So – when was uh when was Wednesday? Wednesday was yesterday. Oh no, is that it? It's yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you solved the riddle. Do we have a little? We should get a little jingle for when you solve it, or I give you a yeah. hint. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a killer hint, though. It's good, right? That was a strong hint. Yeah, it's a good riddle. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a really good. That is a really good riddle. Wow, <laughs> wow. Well done. All right. Well, well, excellent example of diddle me this. I mean, if people aren't digging that, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, the only other thing we could do is talk about movies, which it's really going to just be a lot of listening from me. So I'm excited to see what you're going to talk about with the movies yeah, or a I movie. I watched a couple movies this week, and and I did have a hard time kind of getting into movies at the beginning of this quarantine lock-in, again, because of just focus and attention, right, just with so much going on. So I finally am now in a groove where I can actually sit and pay attention for like a couple hours, uh, which is great. I just want to give a little background here. You're kind of a movie buff. Yes, I do like movies. I'm the opposite. <laughs> uh, it, I, I've seen, it's comical how few movies I've seen, and my closest mm-hmm. friends joke that I've seen three, and the three they would mention are Mrs. Doubtfire, classic. Yes, which was Car- a Halloween costume of yours, I <laughs> believe. Was. Karate Kid, the original, mm-hmm. and Tommy Boy. Now, I have right. seen more than just those three, but if you reference lots of famous movies, chances are I will be lost. But I'm excited to see where we're, where right. we're going with this. Well, maybe we'll add a fourth to your list because this is a, more of a movie recommendation. Yes. Because uh, I, I watched a couple movies, uh, and they were great, but one really stood out was this movie uh, called Palm Springs. Have you heard of this? Nope. Palm Springs. It's on Hulu right now, if you, if you have Hulu. Uh, it stars Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. And it's uh, it's a rom-com. And I don't want to say much more than that because there's a premise to it that's better if you go in knowing nothing. Uh, But it's a rom-com that's a little unusual. Uh, It's got some, um, I'll just say there's some fantastical elements. That's all I'll say. But uh, I was curious. I just found it so charming and endearing and a new twist on those kind of elements. that I, I was curious what your thoughts on uh, rom-coms were in general. If you were a fan, if you like that, or if you have any favorites. Big admission here. Big fan. 
Yeah, I love rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of the rom com. I'm trying to convince Tiana. I'm trying to convince my wife to watch more rom coms with me, and it's hard to yes. do. Yes, it's great. I love them. Uh, let me think. I could probably think of some examples. Pretty much anything with like Ben Stiller, Jennifer sure. Aniston. There were a bunch back maybe yeah. ten years like ago. Along, along came, came Polly, Polly Jinx. Mm-hmm. You owe me a Coke. Uh, <laughs> let's see. He had a few. She had a bunch. And I can you give me some examples and I'll shout out ones that I've seen too. Well, I, I, it's it's interesting because I I know two. Well, I mean the the common examples like Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail, both Tom Hanks Meg Ryan films. Never <laughs> seen either one, believe it or not. Oh wow! Yeah. I oh. I'm familiar with the titles. I remember mm-hmm. the advertisements as a kid for the You've Got Mail, but I haven't seen either one. Uh, but I I found out two of my favorite films are more of like the. Uh, like the the character had horrible breakups and then is like trying to move on to like the next uh you know romantic interest uh so uh two of my favorites are swingers oh swingers i have with uh vince vaughn and and john favreau yes uh well when you say vince vaughn doesn't that mean john favreau's in it also aren't they in a lot together they were in a couple together. couples retreat I think they were. Maid so. Maid was another one they were in together. But but it's funny because you know how big Favreau is now as director of Iron Man and all these Disney movies and Marvel movies. You know, it's like you just go to Vince Vaughn as the, as the lead. He wasn't even the lead. He was kind of the co-star. But um, but that movie and then the other one that's uh, also a breakup, uh, getting over breakup movie is uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I just think is one of the funniest. Uh, rom-coms with so Jason good Siegel and uh, Russell Brand Mila Kunis Mila Kunis Kristen Bell so good Jonah Hill's in that movie too I think yeah <laughs> the waiter yep. yeah so fun so yeah. uh so are uh, you're a fan of the genre big fan of the genre good, good if you good, have good, recommendations good. I need to know about it so okay. so does this An- Andy Samberg uh, Hulu reference is, is that that falls into this category it falls into a rom-com but there's another level it blends another movie and some elements of movies you might have seen as well but in a fun new way and that's all I'll say is like is like meet the parents you consider those rom-coms or those sure yeah I mean those are more like just general comedies I think although there's there's a romantic element I guess because he's trying to court who is the I don't even know who the female lead was in that Oh, you know, I, her name escapes me, but she recently made a, a cameo in the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, there's people who are screaming at their listening devices right now because they know. Like one, <laughs> I'm just thinking my brother would be very ashamed because as, as good as I am with some movie knowledge, my brother puts me to shame uh, with the amount of movie knowledge that he knows. And he's like a walking IMDB where I could just ask him like, you know, who's in this movie? And he'll name not only the leads, but like every minor character. <laughs> and then... Uh, don't ever play, by the way, the game uh, Six Degrees of you know Kevin Bacon because he can do it between like any two actors. <laughs> Not Is that just right? Kevin Bacon, yeah. Wow. So I remember one time he was visiting me in college, and I was showing off his skills at a bar we went to, and um, my bartender friend was like, "Every connection you make, we'll just give you a shot." So we were hammered <laughs> at the end of that. <laughs> And uh, I know for a fact he once did, uh, he connected Aubrey Hepburn 
to like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen in six steps. Wow. Which is really hard to do. And if you don't know the game, by the way, you're just connecting actors based off of the movies that they've been in together. So it's like Aubrey Hepburn was in a movie with so-and-so and so-and-so was in a movie with so-and-so until you get to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. And I believe he called later in the day to be like, I found a way to remove a step. <laughs> so, wow. I would be so bad at that game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It takes a little bit of concentration and he goes off in a quarter and like, like thinks about it a bit and, uh, it's his own little magic trick, I believe. <laughs> it's kind of fun to just do it with two random actors. I bet you yeah. that's a really fun way to play it. Although people try to stump you with actors who are like not in a lot of things. That's the thing. It's, right. It's got to be the right ones because those can dead end pretty fast. Or you have some that really have had their entire career in, for example, television, but not a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Or vice exactly. versa. And if you, if you pit them too far apart from each other at the beginning, I imagine it's tougher to find those convergences is that a word i think it is convergences yeah yeah i believe so okay terry polo is her name i believe what was her name in the movie in meet the parents meet the fockers pamela pamela did you know that or are you reading no i am looking that up okay (laughs) i like facts and and it'll save us from correcting it next episode absolutely So that's great. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I definitely recommend, like, go in blind watching this movie. But I don't have Hulu. You don't have Hulu? No. Well, No, I I need your password. If you have Hulu, go ahead. (laughs) Is your password the same that you made it for our uh, podcast password? Uh, No, it is not. Because I know that one by heart. And I liked it a lot. I even made it my Tannin's Camp password. Oh, very good. I forget what it is now. It's stored in my keychain. If whoever's <laughs> doing, you know, the inside technology on the Tannins oh, no. camp, now they know our password and they're going to be just joining us for the third episode without us even knowing. You gave the keys to the hackers. <laughs> I did. Now I can't go on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be tweeting um, Bitcoin scams from our podcast. <laughs> our, our, our uh, podcast handles are pretty new. I think we're safe. <laughs> no i meant hacking into this stream right now oh yeah well and you know we said we might have guests so if it's a surprise <laughs> guest what the heck right right it does remind me of the old like uh soupy sales thing right where uh he went on tv this is like old classic tv and he had his own show and he would say like all right boys and girls because it was a children's show uh, go ahead and put $2 in an envelope and send it to the headquarters for, uh, you know, wherever his show was being filmed. And all these kids did it, right? <laughs> I don't know if, how much of this is myth and how much of it is true, but it was a big deal to, like, convince these children to just send him money, right? That wasn't theirs to send. Right, right, right. <laughs> so all these little hacker things are reminding me of that send us money in bitcoin we'll send you money back we have a big a big convention that comes to vegas and a lot of the attendees stay at the link and i think Mm -hmm. they might even hold some of the parts of the conference at the link hotel and experience notice i didn't say link hotel and casino it is now called the link hotel and experience oh interesting because the casino might not be open is that no Well, we say the casino is open. It's just a branding thing. It's a little gotcha. rebrand, and, and it's not just a casino. It's an experience. So okay, great. Uh, we host part of a convention. I can't remember the name of it, but it is huge. Do you know the name of it? 
Uh, is this the HackerCon yeah, that you're talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know the name of it. But whenever it comes, we I, have to. I not. haven't. I haven't looked it up because I don't want to get on their radar. <laughs> <laughs> but we literally have to not go on the Wi-Fi, turn your Wi-Fi off anytime you're in the link or anything like that. Backstage everything. Oh wow! I had Bluetooth. no clue. Yeah, Bluetooth wow. off, Wi-Fi off, because they're there just doing hacking type things for fun. Yeah. And they could get your contacts or whatever or secrets. Do you do you know if this has happened? I'm sure it might have. Like someone hacking a magician to get secrets, like to figure out how they're doing their tricks. Well, where do you that they would have to have them saved in some sort of file for it to be hacked? No. Right or like Inception style, they put you to sleep. They go into your dreams. <laughs> That's a little bit more in the supernatural mentalism realm, I'd say. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess. Hey, but now we hit mentalism. We hit magic. So hey, that's the title. Mind we over nailed, magic. Nailed the title. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten some good feedback on the title. Yeah, yeah. I got some good feedback in general. I mean, there's a lot of pressure to live up to that first episode now. I feel. I agree. I agree. So now, one of the reviews that you had showed me was very positive, almost borderline sarcastic. I was like, "Is this a real review?" Do you want me to read it? <laughs> Let's get it going. Maybe, maybe that person's listening. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I'll read this out loud. I'm gonna uh, be gloating is... after you read this. Yeah. I'm gonna be gloating. It's gonna make my day again. All right. Here we go. Okay. I don't normally listen to podcasts. In fact, I don't normally do anything during COVID. However, today I decided to check out this weird little podcast that popped up on my feed, and I was blown away. If these two had a church, I would go and fully convert. This is my first podcast review, but I feel compelled as if the hand of God was on mine writing this review. I'm not a religious person. I don't know why I keep using these references. <laughs> However, it is a new day, and I have seen the light. I now... And I now I know uh, now I know that I can die at peace because this is the one thing we were missing in the world. What? No. <laughs> I mean, thank you for the kind review. It is, and it was a five star review. Naturally, goes with that writing. But like, w yeah, what does all that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but we are definitely not what was missing in the world. I could think of at least <laughs> three things. Top priority being a cure for COVID. <laughs> I mean, do you think like a family member of ours is writing this? What what what's up I with this? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I mean, if you want to leave more glowing, over-exaggerated reviews, we'll take them. Please, please. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know if I'm uh, tiptoeing in a weird territory here to say this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, anyone who might not be familiar with the uh, app Cameo, people yes. can request videos and. It's usually simple, like happy birthday. And you, a lot of people are on there, from Gilbert Gottfried to famous singers, actors. And you can request a personalized video. Usually it's done as a gift, or you can do it for yourself. Right. And it's I'm, usually celebrities or those verified check marks on Twitter, right? There you go. And, and, I, and I will just say, I did apply for Cameo and was rejected. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Not hey. famous enough. I think it has to do with followers, too. So hey, you maybe, know what? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I know there are people on there, despite Cameo, choosing to do that i know there are people on there that would have wanted a video shout out from you so listen if you wanted one from eric request it Set. from me it's like the same thing i'm on I was there gonna say just venmo me and i'll do it outside of cameo <laughs> you know i've seen people doing that yeah i've yeah. seen people even designing their own website where you can go you on go. and just request a video but anyway maybe they didn't want to give the percentage to cameo <laughs> whatever it is so here's here's 
this because because that review was so over the top. Yeah. I received an over the top cameo request, and I don't even know if it's real or not. So usually it's tell my friend happy birthday, congrats mm-hmm. on graduation, happy right. Mother's Day, Father's Day. This one is first of all, it's not for one person; it's for a list of people. There were maybe five names that needed to be shouted out. Now I didn't. I haven't committed to doing it yet. I just received this request. Okay. And I, the request so if is. If they don't get it, they'll know why on this podcast. Perhaps. And I don't even know if this is real or not. I don't know what it is. Wishing people to have a good time at a famous nightclub. Oh, interesting. So I Google the nightclub. Oh, boy. And I find nightclubs by this name, but not in the town or the city where they claim it is. Okay. So now I don't even know if this is a real thing. And I'm supposed to say something like, hope you guys have a great time at the nightclub. Stay safe. Blah, blah, blah. There were a couple of references that were almost a little bit um, edgy, even. Okay. Referencing to how good of a time they were going to have at said nightclub. So what are you thinking this is? This is an orgy? Is that where we're going? I don't know what it is, and I don't know. Like, do I do I accept it and play it kind of tongue-in-cheek? Like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of hip to the fact that this is not a real thing. Or is it a real thing? Maybe. It's like, hey, have a good night at your swingers party. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, it was almost, it was almost, like, a, almost like a loose drug reference in it. Oh, because I know there's a you got to be careful because I know from other friends that have been uh, getting cameo requests that like if it's something super bizarre, you might choose just not to do it because there's like veiled like white supremacist messages and whatnot that people get. And they just want these celebrities to send these to almost endorse these horrible beliefs and to right? hold it and against you. Yeah. And it's all like like almost in code so you don't even know what you're saying some of the time so right and and i've i've gotten things that were blatant enough where i knew okay i'm not gonna get involved and you can even reply and say hey i'm not comfortable with this and 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 kindly decline something or if something was uh, an endorsement or maybe even a political endorsement those things Mm -hmm. i've had no problem to just say no to that were not feeling quite right but this is so such a gray area where it's like oh i don't i don't i really don't know what to make of this one Right. Did you ever get political endorsements? Yeah, not like endorsements, but uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but people wanting me to say certain things about a certain candidate, whether it be positive or negative. Is that why you declined my uh, vote for Eric Dittleman for presidential bid? I didn't know you were running against Kanye. I didn't know that. (laughs) I I pulled out of the race before he did. His was like four days. (laughs) (laughs) So that's official. That's already over. Yeah, it's already over. Although I think he's appearing on a ballot somewhere still. So, so his album fun. came out, and then mm-hmm. a day later he was running for president, and then now it's over. Yeah. That yeah. did happen at the same time, right? Pretty much? I believe within a week. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Publicity genius, I guess. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Well, this That's is episode fantastic. two, man. Episode two. I think we're... Uh, we're we're having a good we're having a good time over here. I was so excited to jump into it today. Now that we're a little more comfortable, I hope people are having fun with us. Yeah, and uh, we're still working out some audio stuff, and hopefully going to keep improving that as we go. And uh, we just uh, appreciate all the feedback as you're giving it to us, and uh, we're you know try to build up this community a bit, and you know find ways for you to interact more throughout the show. So uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Give us some reviews, and uh, yeah, I think. I think that's it. That's episode two. What do you say, Matt? Episode two in the bag. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you next week. See you soon, everybody. Thank you. Bye.